Hey y'all, I'm Kendallin. And I'm Brandy. And you're now tuned in to God and Lemonade. Hey y'all, we would love to connect with you. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at God and Lemonade and send your questions to details at GodandLemonade.com. Now let's get to the show. Hey girl, hey. Hey girl, hey. What's up, Ken? What up, Brian? Oh, nothing. You know, just living life and basking in this Jonathan McReynolds make room. I love this album. You know, I haven't even listened what? to the... Okay. <laughs> I'm not taking it. Okay. When Travis Green came out... You're right. I was there for it. You were. I it wasn't feeling a, it. Right. You, I was you were. Oh, I wasn't okay. feeling it. Yeah. But then I got on board. Okay. You got to listen to Make Room. I will. I listened to um, mm-hmm. Cycles. Yeah. Because I mean, that, that came out. out. Yeah. 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 But I haven't listened to the whole album. I feel like, you know, I went straight for the um, song he had... With Travis. With Travis Green. That was kind of dope. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just love Travis. Okay, anyway. So, um, yeah. I'm going to listen to it. Hey, Jonathan. Like he listens. Yes, because he will. <laughs> we right. love. Well, I love your album, Make Room. Let's make room, y'all. All right, so go get that album, y'all. Go listen. All right. Today is just like the episode where we just plug everything, yeah. apparently. Yeah, we going to plug everybody. <laughs> hey, we need some. No, right. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, girl, what are we talking about today? So, girl, how do I even begin to describe this dope topic today? So, we're going to talk about wholeness today. Mm. Dum, dum, dum. That's a good one. <sighs> so, we're going to uh, review this book. This, okay. This dope book written by... Pastor Tori Roberts. Yeah. Um, the book is called Wholeness, Winning in Life from the Inside Out. Okay. Yep, yep. Oh, my gosh. This book done changed my life, y'all. Like, um, I don't know if you guys know, but Pastor Tori Roberts is the founder, founding pastor of the Potter's House at One Church LA. And he is also the lead pastor at the Potter's House of Denver. Mm-hmm. He's also married to Sarah Jakes Roberts. Mm-hmm. Hey, girl, because we listen to your podcast too, girl. Right. <laughs> we just listen to everything she does, actually. <laughs> right. I love them. So I don't think I heard of him. Like, I feel like I really started listening to him. Maybe when they were dating. Yeah. Um, that's when he kind of got on my radar. And I love his preaching style. Yeah. And every time um, I've gone to L.A., which hasn't been that many times, but when I go, I'm always like, we're going yes. to One Church. Well, at the time, it was just One Church, church. L.A. Yeah. I was like, you know we're going to One Church, L.A. because that is my church, like, away from home. <laughs> like, I feel like I'm a member. I'm really not, but I am. Right. Um, and so I just... I like his vibe. It is a dope vibe. And the church atmosphere, like, it's so dope. Like, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's because we're, like, in a, it looks like an old theater. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, when you're there, you just, like, girl, I probably hear, like, 10, 12 people because the worship experience is, like, so dope. And then you just get this word that you're just so full off of. And just being in 
California and seeing the lifestyle that people live and seeing how easy it is to get wrapped up in mm-hmm. just if you don't have a foundation just wrapped up in anything yeah and just going to a place and just knowing that there's a place there that you can have foundation and that you can mm-hmm. find yourself and just get a word like that mm-hmm. it's just so refreshing like i love it and i like when he preaches like because there's times like when you can tell he has gotten so excited about the word and he seems to be like genuineness is a, a big thing i look for like whenever i'm introduced to a new pastor i'm looking i'm like you know god like is this person genuine like oh, yeah. in your word and just in their pursuit to teach your words to people so I've always felt that he had a very genuine spirit about him. And even the last time I went to L.A. was when Sarah um, had released her last book, Don't Settle for Safe. Yeah. And I ended up getting um, a copy. Well, I already actually had already had a copy. But then I bought um, another. I had to buy another copy at the bookstore even to go to the event. But you know what? That's cool. Um, <laughs> right. Because I got that sign book. Thank you, girl. You're welcome, girl. <laughs> Uh, but just to, he was there with her and just to see them in person and how they right. interact was just, I, I just thought it was amazing. So they are definitely, um, a couple who I respect in ministry. Yeah. So when he, now he has other books. Yeah. I do know that. Um, but when he came out with this book, I mean, they were definitely pushing it. And initially I was just kind of like, I mean, Okay. Like, you know, I wasn't really like, oh, yeah. like, let me go buy the book. And then they did, um, like, this kind of marketing uh, strategy where they reached out to people whose email addresses they had already had, like, from church. You yeah. know, I think I was already in the system because of being there and buying Sarah's books from there and just, you know, giving. So um, they kind of mm-hmm. sucked me in that way. And I was like, okay, <laughs> let me buy this book. <laughs> so that was kind of cool because we got to um, – Everybody who pre-ordered, well, it was like pre-order and then like kind of the before people who were helping launch it. So really, if you bought the book that early, you were supposed to help spread the word about the book. And so with that, they released the first three chapters of the Mm -hmm. book. So I read those. Which I thought were good. Yes. Uh, but I haven't. Girl, we were in the middle like of another Bible study. It was right. just a lot going on. So I didn't even, <laughs> I haven't even read the rest of the book yet. Okay. But the first three chapters were good. Yes. Okay. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. So I guess, um, and Kendallin, thank you for sharing because I didn't get on that listserv. I wasn't <laughs> on that listserv. And she like hit me up and was like, hey, you should participate in this. Yeah. And so I did order the book, and so I started reading the book. I think you were probably reading another. I don't know what you were doing. You were reading another book or I was doing something. Yeah, we were doing the uh, Priscilla Shire. Um, and I started reading mm-hmm. this book first and got further ahead before the Priscilla Shire one, and I just couldn't put it down because mm-hmm. when I tell you, let's talk about how relatable this book is, and I, th- I think that's why I like both Tori and Sarah Mm -hmm. um, so much because they speak so much about relatable issues. They're so transparent. Mm -hmm. Um, This book, you can just like read a chapter and just like put it down and just like reflect on your life and like, yep, that was me. Because honestly, when, like you said, you look at the title of this book, I'm like, I'm already whole. Right. Like you, you, you already tell yourself that. And then you read the first chapter and you're like, "Uh uh-uh. Right. (laughs) 
hold up now. What is? Right. Mm-mm. Like, I think, I thought I was whole. I thought but, I was whole. Okay, but maybe yeah. not. I'm probably broken. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wholeness is so important, though, and I'm really glad that um, he's kind of putting, like, uh, the seed into our culture to really uh, look at wholeness. Right. And really define it and redefine it within yourself um, because it's really important. And I think just the more we progress as a society and the more we have like all these outside influences and things that can kind of come and cloud your judgment and just uh, change the way you think about things, it's really important to be whole, right? to know where your foundation is. So I'm, I'm, I think this is a very important book. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Passatory described wholeness in this book as being both the process and the perfected state of becoming one with God mm-hmm. who created us. Yeah. Like, so I thought that was the dopest definition of wholeness because it's a process and also a state of being. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you can be whole, but you still got room to grow. Mm-hmm. So that's like so dope to hear. Yeah. You never <laughs> arrive. Right. <laughs> Which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Because just when you think... I mastered that. It's like, actually, I didn't. Right. You know what? It's so funny, uh, like, when you say that definition, because I guess before I really got a relationship with God, I don't know how much I thought about God, you know? Like, if that makes sense. Like, outside of, like, oh, okay, I'm going to church. I know there is a God up there. But I never really let the um, magnitude of what it meant that, like, there's this creator up there, you know, who is already knew the plans he had for my life before mm-hmm. I came and he's ordering my steps and just putting things in my path, you know, for me to have a good life. I just never really thought about just how like crazy that is. Right. Like today, um at church, I went to church out of town with Benita, friend to the show, and she was showing me her um ultrasound pictures. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now it's, like, technology is so, like, it's on another level. So you can do the the printing where you can see the face. Well, pretty much, like, see your baby's face. And I was looking at that, and I was like, I just don't know how people don't believe in God. Like, literally, like, this baby is baking in the oven, and we can get an inside glimpse. Like, the technically, the baby's not here yet. Mm-hmm. So, that you know, the baby hasn't cried or spoken a word. But the baby is already in there just being formed. I was like, that's just so magical and powerful and amazing. And I don't know. Like, I don't know why it just really, like, hit me today. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so crazy. (laughs) (laughs) It's so crazy because at church this morning where I went to our home church, Mm -hmm. we were talking about um, we on this I Am series. And we talked about the only way to God is through God, like, mm-hmm. I am the way, the truth, yeah. and like, yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> Pastor David Ray talked about this. They went to Disney, girl, long Disney, <laughs> and um, he described this ride called Avatar. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's just the poppingest ride at Disney. It's a three-hour wait, even with the fast pass. Oh, like, no. I mm-hmm. can't even Mm-mm. wrap my mind and like take my kids to Disney because mm-hmm. they ain't going. Right? Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, he was just like, he got off the ride. It was so phenomenal. It was just so awesome and amazing. Just, you just words couldn't even describe how awesome this ride was. 
And when he finished the ride, he clapped. And he was just like, everybody started cheering. And just <laughs> this ride was just <laughs> the bomb, right? Okay, maybe so, I need to take a trip. If it's that good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't think it was that good, but okay. <laughs> to each his own. <laughs> I let him have it. Yeah. But, you know, in him saying all that, I thought if a ride can mm. be this awesome and amazing, what could heaven be like? You know what I'm saying? Like, girl, if he can do all this on earth, I can I can't even fathom what's happening. Mm-hmm. Besides me leading <laughs> songs, I know it's going. To, Wait a minute, I'm just saying. Who is the, the angel of the, of <laughs> the worship team? <laughs> we don't have to have a talk because this girl trying to she coming for your job, right? I am coming <laughs> one day, not today, hopefully, but right. one day. Uh, I just like that's just amazing. Like just like the ultrasound picture that you just spoke about. I mean. Man, it's awesome and amazing, and just you can't even wrap your mind ar- around it being here. So, you just the thought of it of mm. what the future holds is just like, oh. yeah. So that was great. Um, so let's. I don't even know. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't even know where to start in this book. Like <laughs> I have so many sticky notes, so many notes, so many. I just wanna. Yeah, you actually have a lot of notes. Okay. <laughs> I want to talk about it all, but I know that's not possible. But I guess I want to, uh, we can start off with the first three chapters, because that was, like, super deep. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, a lot of the first three chapters were, I thought I was whole already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which we all seldomly make that mistake. Okay. Um, the second one was, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And the third one is, I'm okay. Yeah. So, Ooh, I think I fit into... It's not a big deal. Girl, right? That complacency. I was so... I Well, I'm not going to say anymore, but I think... Yeah. Like, my long-term story was, it's not a big deal. Yeah. That keeps you trapped. What? And stuck. It does. And you're mediocre. So, yeah. Let's, yeah. let's, let's, let's... Yeah, let's go from that. Okay. I mean, I think that's a great... <laughs> yeah. I think that was me. You I know... Think- so I do you want to start with that? Or? Well, yeah, we can. But before you reference the book, I guess it made me think about, um, so the it was a guy that I was dating, uh-huh. and he cheated on me. And I just remember, like, you know, when somebody cheats on you, that's like, you know, the world's coming to an end. It's really not. But, you know, when you're wrapped <laughs> up in it, you're just like, oh, my gosh. And while I should have walked away, like, I guess because it happened so much, and that's where the complacency comes from, from being in situations where it just becomes the norm, that yeah. I was just like, I couldn't even have emotion about it. I just was like, I mean, I mean, okay, you know, here we go again. Like, we'll work through it. Like, it's not a big deal. Right. But it is a big deal. It is. And when certain things happen, it's very important for us to take the time out to see how... It has affected us um, because you that stuff comes back up. Yeah, it does. Yeah. And oftentimes we try to forget it and mm-hmm. try to block it out. Mm-hmm. But honestly, you can't be whole and complacent right. at the same time. You have to be either or. Right. Um, I think about, so since we're going to start with, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Um I think about that time that 
you told me to step out of my comfort zone mm-hmm. with the Marvin Sapp um, song. I think I was applying for a job. Uh-huh. And so I think about my day-to-day walk and the things that I routinely do. And, like, if something gets thrown into the mix that's, you know, not of the norm, mm-hmm. it's just like, uh, what do I do? Right. What should I go? Right. Is this right? Is it wrong? Am I going to fail? Am mm-hmm. I going to not fail? And so um, I had to resist. Like, I guess it was like this gravitational pull because we tend as humans to want to stay on that path of this working and I ain't got to change nothing. Mm-hmm. I, I want to be, this is safe. Or even, yeah, I think it's safe. <laughs> I think it's a feeling of safety yeah. more than it is that it's always working. Right. Because sometimes. We even, in our mind, make it. It's like a new up. norm. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> this is dysfunctional. It's crap. But <laughs> it's been working for me forever. Right. So that's just kind of like, this is a crazy example, but if you, um, maybe you were a size seven and then you became a size 20 and you had been a size 20 for so long that you just forgot how uncomfortable it felt to be that size right until you became like a size 10 again you were like what was i doing with my life you know (laughs) (laughs) i'm just trying to get back to that seven year completion i was never a seven i was like elementary school probably probably was too but i'm just (laughs) right i can't Lord, I rebuke that 20, though. I ain't right. coming for Mm-mm. you. know what I'm nah. saying? Mm-mm. Don't do it. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's funny. But, yes. Um, it's it's easy to get stuck in saying it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So, in the book, when he talks about um, it not being a big deal... Pastor Torre saying, uh, talks about complacency a lot. Mm, Yeah. And he said, uh, being content in a place that you are or even feeling stuck Mm -hmm. or the, he used the term mediocrity. And mediocrity can be subjective because your mediocre could not be my mediocre. Right. But, as Christians, we should always strive for greatness. Mm-hmm. Because God doesn't, he don't want us to be mediocre. He already know the plans he has for us. Mm-hmm. Like, he wants us to be great. Yeah. And so, um, he talked about his greatest fears in mm-hmm. this chapter. And his greatest fears wasn't death. It wasn't, you know, spiders or anything like that. Mm-hmm. He talked about not fulfilling everything that God had for him to do. Mm-hmm. What do you think your greatest fears are? Um, I don't know. I think, see, I don't, I guess it's kind of like along those lines a little bit, but then it's also like just fear of the future in general, like what, what it will look like, yeah. which is something I don't even control. Right. Well, obviously I can like do the work on my end, but yeah, I don't know that I actually fear anything more so than I'm just too nosy <laughs> to just <laughs> to just live where I'm living, you know, yeah. and live that out daily. Yeah. And just trust fully that as long as you walk how God tells you to walk, you know, continue to put one foot in front of the other, that things will 
play out as they should. Yeah, yeah I'm just nosy. I just be like, well, you know, like, what if I die <laughs> and I miss out on this opportunity? Right. Like, I feel like <laughs> if I die right now, I would be disappointed. Like, I would be disappointed. But and not because I die, but I'm just right. like, well, Lord, right. like, did I even? I guess so. It's kind of like a long life ahead. Did yeah. I even do like everything? Everything done. like. Did I live up to every potential that you gave me? To I mean, yeah. So, but if you think about it, if he takes your life, right? Then I guess then I did. You know. <laughs> You're right. I guess I, I guess that was enough. Right. Uh, <laughs> she doing too much. Right. <laughs> we bring her home. Right. <laughs> so I guess that is. It's kind of like the, along the same line as his, but because I feel like I don't know what. Most of that stuff is. It's not like yeah. with him because I think that he knows what like what lane he's in and what that looks like. But it's just like, how much do I conquer yeah. in that lane? Um. So I think honestly, I think he has those same fears as well. Even though he's in a position that he knows his purpose and all those things, but he still questions: mm-hmm. Am I doing enough? Mm-hmm. Um. So I think my biggest fear is. Being impatient mm-hmm. <laughs> and not like, and I guess it ties into what your and PT's um, biggest fears are because I want God to show me. Okay, hello. <laughs> like, like, can you just put it in my dreams and show me what next year gonna look like, and Girl, I can just be cool, right? <laughs> and you could just walk the rest yeah. of this year out. Like, I, I'm gonna be good. Like, you're a god. That's not a lot to ask. All like, right. you know, just show me already. <laughs> but Jesus, is like, uh, uh-uh, uh, because if I show you, then you are gonna be trying to jump the gun. You're trying right. To I'll be like, I don't gotta go to this job every day. Right. First time next knowing. year. Right. <laughs> Next year, my life about to turn up. (laughs) See, that's why he ain't gonna show us. Right, take it straight advantage. Straight, that ain't right. So that's like my fear. Like I always, I'm like, okay, God, don't punish me for like being impatient. But like, can you show me? Can you you tell me? Can you confirm this? Yeah. And so I be scared that he gonna like shun me or punish me. Like I told you, I said what I said, and leave me alone or something like that. So Mm -hmm. I just don't ever want to get in a place. Where I'm always questioning mm-hmm. God in that aspect. I mean, I know he got my future. I know the plans he has for my life is great. I know all these things. I just, it's a mind. It's a battle. And she was like, well, what are the plans though? Right. Like, <laughs> but I don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> so take it away, Jesus. I don't want to question that. Like, you right. got the plan. I know the, we going to roll with the plan. You going right. to let me <laughs> roll with it. <laughs> just leave it at that. <laughs> Right. That's me all day. Well, what is the plan? Who I ride with? No, just get in the car. <laughs> yeah. I like to how he talks about the halfway up the mountaintop. And I, I do feel like life is kind of like this continuous climb. And then at some point, some people do get tired and they yes. kind of tap out. It's like, you know what? This is as far as I'm going. Okay. <laughs> I done took five steps. I'm tired, you know, and you just never know. I feel like the top of the mountain is like hidden. By fog and clouds so you yeah. never actually know when you'll reach it right and i think the top is like the top as in like whatever god is answering for you in that yeah. moment or wherever mm-hmm. he's taking you in that moment um it's like you never know when you'll get there so it's like you have to continuously push yourself to never stop but the truth is i think that it's very tiring yeah life can be I mean, life punches you in the face. I'm just going to say it. Like, life will straight up, like, treat you like 
you somebody on the streets that they don't know. Right. Okay, and you bumped into them and stepped in their shoes. So now they got to beat you down. <laughs> like, you. right. And, but I, the beauty of it is, though, that is that we have God's word. Yes. And so that's what all this is about. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Just totally, 100% agree with you. And also, the along with the word, just knowing that, Life is, he never said it was going to be easy. <laughs> he never said it was going to be skipping through the rainbows with candy apples and Skittles. I don't know what kids eat, but right. it's always going to be challenges, but we have to keep pushing through. Like, mm-hmm. even though we make it to that the top of that mm-hmm. mountain, we're at the bottom of another Mm-hmm. challenge that we're going for so we got to just keep pushing just that's like, kind of like yeah, being in graduate school and graduate school was hard not because school was actually hard i was just doing a lot while in school but when i finally finished it's like yay i did it yay. now i get to be a counselor I'm like, dum, dum, dum. right <laughs> and now that i'm a counselor it's like oh wait it's another mountain to climb like oh now i gotta figure out how to be a good counselor <laughs> oh man <All> right. <laughs> Here we go again. I'm tired. Like I lost one of my shoes trying to climb up the mountain when I was in graduate school. (laughs) What is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Bought two new ones today. They stole these. Right, girl. You can't buy new shoes on the mountain. Oh, okay. Well, somebody. You You climbing up without no shoes? (laughs) Wait. (laughs) We not got any. He called us for that. I don't believe. Just saying. Sometimes it be like that. Something. You will get a boot, but you might lose a boot on the way. You can't go back and get that boot. You got to keep going. Bloody toe and all. Oof, you too far. You be going I'm too just far. saying, okay. just hiking. That's how it happens. Just know <laughs> that wholeness never calls you beyond your abilities. Right. And he calls you according to it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I believe that. We're never going to be called to do something that we aren't equipped or not capable of doing. Right. So, so with that bloody toy and shoe, missing shoe. You can still make it up that mountain. Right. I think that's the beauty of it. It's knowing that whatever you, sometimes we think we don't have something. Or maybe we really don't have something. But it's like, if God, but you still got me hanging on the end of this mountain. And the way you set up, like, you either, you want me somewhere because we don't do the uh, <laughs> in between. So I got to keep going. Obviously, I can make it up. Right. <laughs> Even if I don't have any equipment in the shoe. Oh I might get up there with no toenails, but it's all right. Oh For those of you that hike, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I act like I hike all the time. I don't, but I know it's rough. You say it. So I related to chapters one and three mm-hmm. more. Yeah, I thought I was whole already. Mm-hmm. Was one, and I'm okay. Yeah, and three. So I guess we can start with I thought I was whole already, girl. <laughs> and this chapter ain't do nothing but break me all the way down. <laughs> what? It's like it's coming out the gate, just like no to the man, right? You ain't whole. Nothing about you whole. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. you thought you were whole, but I'm right. here to tell you, you ain't. <laughs> right. So it was like a real life wake up call. Mm-hmm. Um, just knowing that I'm not. Yeah. And it was okay that I'm not. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I think that's a big thing. Like, right. even if you are a hot mess, like it's okay that you're a hot mess. Right. I mean. You got, but you have to be working towards getting better. Right. <laughs> but it's no shame in being like, oh, 
Um, so just want to let you know that I'm a hot mess right now. Because right. a lot of times we covered that up. Right. And oftentimes, like, so in this chapter, uh, PT talked about having that hard wake-up call saying, like, <laughs> yeah, no, nah, no, nah, sis. Nah, bro. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You ain't ready. Like, he gave the example of uh, him going to the doctor. He was just like, his mom was on him about going to the doctor. He's just like, I'm in the area of my life. My finances is right. I'm making all this money. This is before he started preaching. And um, I'm healthy. I work out every now and then. I'm not overweight. I know I'm good. <laughs> I'm going to go to this doctor to shut you up, mama. Right. <laughs> Right. He gets to the doctor and does this blood work, and it comes back that he isn't as healthy as he believes. Mm-hmm. So he has to make some lifestyle changes. Mm-hmm. And it was like a hard wake-up call for him to understand that. So on the outside, it's like, yeah, I feel good. I'm doing good. Everything is going right. But on the inside, your body toe up mm-hmm. from the flow up. Right. <laughs> Stuff ain't working right. Could have potentially, if left untreated, uh, could have harmed them in the long run. Mm-hmm. So that those hard wake up calls, when you think things are, you know, when you feel like you whole or you feel like you're going on the right path, like having those hard wake up calls sometimes are important. Yeah, I, and a lot of times, unfortunately, that's the only time when we do sit back and reevaluate. Like, okay, wait, maybe I should get my life together. It's, I don't know. It's kind of like we like to just be in a position where it's like, oh, snap. Like, we kind of <laughs> push the button until yeah, it's like, oh, the button broke. And now we surprised. But I've been sitting here pushing this button the whole time. Like, I'm about to break the button. But when you break the button, you're all of a sudden you're like, oh, my goodness. I broke the button. What do I do? And then you reevaluate your life. Right. So in the in the book, he also talked. Girl, this was like a real like light bulb coming on in my mind. He was like, "It's easy to become so distracted in our efforts to create a life that we fail to consider whether we may have ailments that threaten the very life we are striving to create." Mm. Like that was like so dope to me because he used marriage. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Okay, you out here saying you won't be married, but..." Are you a good steward of your money? Mm-hmm. Do you clean up? Mm-hmm. Do you take care of yourself? Mm-hmm. Do you are you preparing to live a married life? And if you really ask yourself those questions, nine times out of ten, most people are not doing it. Right. I'm trying to skip <laughs> over everything. Like, no, I just need to be married. Right. Oh, if you just give me this house and I'll just cook every day for this man, I'm a police. No, sis, you ain't doing it. Right. <laughs> Come on, let's be let's be real. And then a lot of times, like, in the pursuit of the next season, yeah. like he said, we do miss everything that's in front of us. Right. And I think daily God allows us to experience so many things that are, like, aha moments mm-hmm. that you miss when your eye is not even focused on that. Right. You know, like, I'm here, but my mind is, like, <laughs> next Almost summer, future, right? you know, or whatever. <laughs> and it's just like, well, you missing out on the fall. Right. Like the beauty of the fall, you know? Right. Yeah. That's unfortunate. So I try to think about the here and the now. Mm-hmm. Appreciate the season that I'm in. Like this chapter really made me focus and hone in. Not to say, like, 
I'm okay. I'm not whole. I get it. This is like, and this is the perfect way to start this book. Mm-hmm. To not to go in. Okay, I thought I was whole, but like now I'm not whole. Okay, so now how do I become whole? Like, yeah, guide me on this journey to becoming whole. Cause yeah, I'm not. I'm broken. I'm a mess. Yeah, <laughs> hotmess.com. And I see it now. Yeah, <laughs> I can see it clearly now. Damn. Okay. The third chapter. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl. It's me all day, every day. I don't ever like to say I'm not okay. Yeah, I, I gathered that from the years of friendship. It's hard to say that, though. Right. Because, I mean, in the culture that I grew up in, I mean, the women that I've been around, big girls don't cry. You don't, You put the S on your chest and you make it happen. Mm-hmm. Like... You do what you gotta do, keep your head down, move forward, and get get through it. Like it's never a time that you are not okay. Mm-hmm. And if you're not okay, you just pray it away <laughs> yeah. and wake up and start all over again. Mm-hmm. That's so wrong. <laughs> That's so detrimental. I still do it to this day, but I'm. I'm it, it really is unhealthy not to come to terms with. Um, I think for me. I mess myself up with having everything in my head. Yeah. However, fortunately, I do have friends where I could just, you know, if it's that bad, I could just be like, I just need to say this out loud. Yeah. And the good thing is, I think once you start to build that relationship with God and you focus on him, like, it's kind of like you really do feel better in the morning. Mm-hmm. But it's healthy for us to have those moments of release. Yeah. Where it's just like, right now, I'm so mad, like... I sound like a crazy person, but that's okay because you're going to let me sound crazy. And I'm going to go eat this ice cream. And I'm going to eat all of it. And you're not going to say anything. And it's just going to be what it is. I'm going to cry about it for the rest of the night. But when I wake up, but God, you know, you know, so, but so many people hold those moments in. Right. So many people just, I, I don't know, it's just hard. And I don't think that we live in a society and a lot of people, like you said, aren't even raised in households where you can communicate. Right. And just really, and everybody's so busy. So even when somebody says, like, how are you doing? Do you really have time to hear? Right. Or do you really listen? I mean, yeah, like you said, hear. Or are you receptive when they say, well, no, I didn't have a good day. Right. Like, do you have that <laughs> next five or ten minutes to, like, listen to why it wasn't good? Nah, because uh-uh, I'm on the next thing smoking. <laughs> right. <laughs> to get, my, get me on my journey to next summer when God going to bless me with something else. Right. <laughs> That it is unfortunate. So just being intentional about listening to others when they do communicate mm-hmm. um, that they're not okay is important. Yeah. And that's kind of like what Shonda told us last week. Um, especially as black women, we have that like, I'm okay. I'm mm-hmm. okay. Like, I'm okay. And in a big picture of life, you are okay. Yeah. Like, everything will be okay. It will be. But it's okay. I don't think that we would be able to experience all these emotions if it wasn't okay for us to do it out loud. Right. Or do it in front of, you know, somebody. You try. I mean, you don't have to get on, like, Facebook mm-hmm. and be like, today I'm having a mental breakdown. <laughs> Forget the world. Like, you don't right. have to do that. But it is nice to be able to have a space or a friend that you can go to and just say out loud, like, I ain't, I'm not okay today. All right. Yeah. I got a question for you. Yeah. Um, if 
brokenness, because this is broken. When when you're not okay, you're broken. Mm-hmm. Is so costly and so detrimental for us. Mm-hmm. Why is it so challenging for us to acknowledge? I think there's just shame. Yeah. And not having it all together. And again, I to go back to the, I think it depends on your norm because you can meet people. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, uh, I have um, a friend who will cry, like, at any point. Girl. Like, anything that <laughs> makes her sad, she will cry. Like, she's a crier. Like, everybody, ha- everybody has seen her cry. Okay? Everybody. <laughs> right. Everybody. I've seen her cry. Yep. Oh, mm-hmm. Everybody's seen her cry. Like, I mean, it could be on the phone, in front of people. It um, it does not matter. Like, if her heart is swelling up and those tears need to come out, they are coming out. On the other hand, I will hold those things in. You better not. I'm having a fight. You better not let a tear out. Right. Um, and I think a big part of that is just how I grew up as an only child. Like, yeah. having to process things a lot by myself and... You know, there. I mean, obviously, I had my mom, but yeah. you know, when you're especially like a teenager, teenager. you don't want to, like, huh. <laughs> and so it just it's just like a pride thing, I think. And even though for people who even don't think they're prideful, mm-hmm. like I don't think I'm a prideful person, but it is a sense of pride that you can't cry in front of people. Yeah. Like, I don't even cry in front of my mama, for real. But she'll, like, she'll talk to me and be like, what's wrong with you? Because your voice sounds like she'll be She'll think she can tell everything from my voice. Yeah. Which is true, but I'll still be up there. Nothing. Right. Like, I'll be trying to, you know, <laughs> or even if I am upset, right. if if certain people call me, I'll still be like, hey. Like, right. when I answer the phone. That's psycho. No. <laughs> right. No, and I just, like, was not crying in my pillow. Um. So I just think it's this shame and this pride that, like, you know, nobody can see me in this state. Yeah. Nobody can not see me have it together. Yeah. Um. Because if I don't have it together, then I'm a hot mess that can never recover right. or something. Right. Or maybe, like, people may judge mm. what I'm upset about. Yeah. Like, you know, if I tell Brandy this, is she going to be like, what? Huh? <laughs> but it kind of takes me back to being a counselor, like talking to the kids. Or even when I was a girl, even when I was in graduate school, we had to like <laughs> practice counseling on each other. Mm-hmm. So it was like three of us in a group. And so one day you get to be like the therapist and then the client. Uh, girl, and it was one of my classmates. <laughs> <laughs> it is how I was a counselor for her. Sure. I was like, I actually have no idea what this is about. Like, this is she my, was over here breaking down real problems. She was. And her, to me, it was like fake problems. But yeah. Only because, like, the way my life is set up, it wasn't like that. So mm-hmm. I was just like, in my mind, you know, you don't say this out loud. <laughs> yeah. But I realized from that point on, when people express things to you, it's real for them. Yeah. So even now, like, dealing with kids, those kids say stuff. And the only reason <laughs> I know better is because I'm an adult. And right. you just be like, OMG. But for them, it's a real right. issue, like, no matter what it is. So, I'm like the counselor that entertains everything. Right. Thank you, call my shoes ugly I'm like, today. Oh, my gosh. No. Like, come sit. <laughs> Tell me. The fact that you <laughs> because entertain I don't, that. I don't know what those shoes meant to them. Right. Like, they may have 
never gotten a new pair of shoes and like their parent bought them some new shoes and so now like that's the best thing that ever happened they they come to school they don't cloud nine and then somebody's like that is the ugliest them <laughs> shoes came out in 1814 came when you wore those and now the student's heart is broken Girl. and so i'm just saying i the point is for me personally i think for a lot of people it's a fear of being judged it's a fear of like Sometimes, too, depending on what you were going through, that you even let it get to that point, right. too. Yeah. So, my answer was close to that. I said hurt mm-hmm. and pride yeah. are the reason we don't acknowledge. Sometimes we get this unbearable hurt, and I think about relationships. So, mm-hmm. you get your heart just broke so bad, child. Right. You don't know if you could pick up the pieces and to relive that. I don't want to be here. I don't even want to think about that foolishness again. Right. <laughs> so I just never mind it. I'm just like, whatever. I'm right. Walking around here broke, carrying baggage, messing up the next fool life that I mean. <laughs> right. I ain't Because, you know, honestly, seriously, because if you don't, uh, if you honestly don't acknowledge that hurt that you had in the past, mm-hmm. you just carried it on to the next Girl, relationship just that you Wait, wait, wait. And it's so funny because people. Would say, oh, I I had this experience and this weight came off my shoulders. And he'd be like, whatever. But (laughs) when I had my own personal experience, when I actually took the time, you know, thanks to you introducing me to Dr. R.A. Vernon. Mm -hmm. When I actually was just taking the time to figure out, like, why I was in this continuous cycle. And I had my moment. It really felt like you go from suffocating to, like, fresh air I can breathe. It, It really is a weight. When you just let it out. Right. But that in doing that, in your going through that particular season in your life, that was you acknowledging mm-hmm. that you were broken. Mm-hmm. And that it required you acknowledging that you weren't perfect mm-hmm. and you needed to be fixed. That's exactly, girl. That's all my acknowledgments. I was like, <laughs> I was like number zero. Clearly. <laughs> Girl, I just, ooh, it just got to the point. I was like, it got to be me. I'm a hot mess. <laughs> I am hot to the mess. And we got to figure out, we, Jesus, we got to figure out what this was the issue. Yeah. And that acknowledgement of my responsibility helped yeah. me really sit down and say, okay, like this is how we work towards being better. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. And it really works too, but you have to want to come to like, that place for yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I think about like the, he gave in the book, PT gave example of a cracked mirror mm-hmm. in this book. And he said, if or when losses and disappointments happen mm-hmm. to you, if you don't process them properly, it creates a distortion on your inner mirror mm-hmm. that changes both the way you see life and what you expect from life. Mm-hmm. So if you don't address the cracked mirror, like let's say when you were a child, your daddy didn't say, I love you. Mm-hmm. If you don't address that issue, that cracked mirror just paves the way for other cracked mirrors down the, down the line. Like mm-hmm. your daddy telling you, you don't, he doesn't love you means you possibly could go looking for love in the wrong places and Mm -hmm. just accepting things that you wouldn't normally accept. Right. And so I I often wonder how many of us 
go through life are still going through life with those cracked mirrors that we haven't addressed. Mm-hmm. And it's so scary to think about that. Yeah. I think a lot of us are. A lot of people are. Yeah. And I think that's where you offer um, grace, like the same type of grace that God offers you to people, especially like when you encounter people who are broken and you can realize that, oh, you clearly got some stuff going on, you know? And so now what I need to do is offer you a little bit of grace because I know you're a mess. Now I'm going to offer you this grace from the longest distance that I can possibly make. (laughs) But we all have stuff. Yeah. You know, and so it is much better when you get to the point where you're just like, let's be honest about this. Let's work through it instead of continuously trying to cover it up. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, I talked about uh, PT being so relatable and talking about his personal life. He talks about his relationship with his mom, his relationship with his dad, his relationship Mm -hmm meeting Sarah and their courtship. Mm-hmm. Like he talks about all those things in the beginning, these first couple chapters mm-hmm. and his relationship with his dad was his crack mirror. Mm-hmm. Like he used that as a reference. Like he never thought he was good enough Yeah, for his dad. Like his dad would always tell him to keep striving, keep going to the top, keep, that's not, you know, yeah, you did that, but you need to go further. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until the day of his dad's funeral mm-hmm. that some of his friends, his closest friends, came to him and said, dude, your dad was proud of you. Because he had never heard that. Mm-hmm. And he, he explained in the book how hearing them say that he was like holding back tears because mm-hmm. all his life, that's all he wanted to hear was that mm-hmm. he was proud his dad was proud of him. Now, he definitely acknowledged that he felt, you know, gratitude from his heavenly father. But mm-hmm. he wanted that from his earthly father so bad. Yeah. And it just, that was the beginning of his crack mirrors. Now, he talked about other instances in his life that probably did lead to things. Like, P.T. was shot. Mm-hmm. He talked about an instance where... His bike was stolen mm-hmm. and that he didn't trust people. Mm-hmm. And like all that led to a crack mirror. Yeah. Like his life, the way he lived his life. He talked about his divorce from mm-hmm. his first wife. Mm-hmm. It was like, you never really think about things that happen. Like that's making me take a journey back through. Can I get a time machine, Jesus? Let <laughs> me take a journey back through my life and say, oh, okay, then my bike gets started. Right. And somebody take my Crayola number 55 Probably off my desk and I can't trust you. Right. So many th- <laughs> so many little things happen to us in life um, that cause us to turn out how we are. Yeah. Uh, but that's why the Bible is here and the Holy Spirit and because all those things are supposed to help us guide us through those moments you know because your mirror will get cracked like there's like there's no protecting the mirror right (laughs) there's only mending it you know and that's possible we're born into sin so (laughs) right girl it's inevitable right but i think it's just being honest and wanting to be whole yeah because although a lot of stuff we do it's kind of crazy. Like, we know it's crazy. Yeah. Like, you, like, 
a lot of the type of lifestyle some people live and some or I ain't gonna talk about people like some stuff that I would do like girl this is crazy like you know it's crazy but you can't tell nobody else it's crazy like you just gotta know it's crazy in your mind yeah and then you just have to get to that point where you hit rock bottom well you don't have to hit rock bottom but most of us hit rock bottom because we keep pushing it to see how far it can go but thank god that god even allows you to hit rock bottom and get back up right yeah you had that accountability partner like girl Man, you know that's crazy. Right. Quit pushing that button. You right. pushing this button for 10 right. years. The button about to pop out the socket. Right. Okay. <laughs> Some of us need friends to be like, I will punch you in the mouth <laughs> if you press this, like, press it another time. <laughs> Just look at it like you want to press it. I will punch you straight like no tooth. Like you're going to be missing a tooth. Somebody, somebody out there got a friend that's going to have a friend that's going to test them. They're going to need to get punched. <laughs> they gonna, I'm telling you, and we all going to test the water. No, then what we would do is we're going to start. I used to, <laughs> I used to tell one of my friends, bro, you are the worst liar ever. Because we were those friends for her that was like, no, ma'am, I will tackle you. I would tie you up. I would do whatever has to happen to keep you from doing this over and over. And so the person just tried to sneak and do it. But since they were such a horrible liar, you can never really sneak and do something because we can like, no. And so <laughs> that too, is just like, you really have to get to a point in yourself where you want better for you. Yeah. Cause you'll make a way to do some crazy stuff and you know, it's crazy. Right. But I think that all goes back to where, you put your hope and your validation. Yes. Uh, Because if you put it in people, then you always run to those same situations to try to cure something that can't be cured because this is dumb. Or do you put it in God? There it is. Yep, and that's pretty much. Girl, far too often we try and bring God down to where we are. Girl, he don't got time for that. He not even made for that. He ain't built for that. Right. What you mean? Like, he, I mean, he'll come to where we are because like he'll meet us where we right, are. Right. But we should be always be seeking yeah. to go where he is above. Like, definitely he'll meet you where you are, but we be trying to bring him to places like, God, that... Like, God, go like, through this with me. No. <laughs> right. I ain't doing it. You right. know better. Right. Especially <laughs> when it's totally against his word. Right. Totally against what he has whispered to you. And, um, you know, that's why the dreams of kids and parents and all that is so important. Because I think parents are like the first representation of God that we are introduced to. And so if parents are speaking into your life and telling you stuff, then you do get kind of lost in the mix. But it's beautiful to be lost and found. I tell you that. I tell you. Yeah. So, yeah, when you be like, God, just... Roll with me while I go like stalk him. Right. Meet me in the parking lot. And God be like, no. Get out that car. Right. (laughs) Quit playing. Right. But then you don't get out the car. Right. But the beauty of it is, is when you decide to get out the car. Oh, that wonderful day. And when you decide to look up to him, he's there. I tell you that, that, man, when you decide to change your life and to walk in this wholeness, mm-hmm. it's like a feeling like you've never felt before. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's like what we were discussing earlier, like that if God could do all this on earth, like imagine what heaven can be. Like, you, it's just like you're in a whole different space, just like 
all that other stuff don't even matter. Like, you don't even want to do this stuff anymore. You don't have a, a need or Mm-mm. care about living that life anymore because you're set on a path. You know the promises. You know the word. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say climbing that mountain is going to be easy because you're going to have challenges. You're going to fail. You're going <laughs> you to have to start over again. A rock again. might hit you in the head. Right, you got to take a break. cry. <laughs> okay. ugly cry. Michael Jordan cry. We're going to do all that. But at the end of the day, all I'm striving to hear is when I get to them gates, well done, my good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. Man. And all of that just comes with the beauty of the relationship with God. Right. Yeah. That was dope. I know. Oh, wholeness is it's such a big thing. It and is. it's so hard to get to, especially if you don't have like those examples of how to do it in your life. Yeah. But it's possible and it is a journey and it does take times and you will fall and you will get back up and uh, blah 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 blah. But at the end of the tunnel is so much light. Yeah, and it's so worth it. Mm-hmm. Y'all, mm-hmm. get this book. It's going to change your life. Yes, get this book and then pick up the book. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that too, because you got to know the word. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, girl. That was fun. It was fun. I want to talk more about it, but I think that's enough for the people who haven't read it, like myself. Because you own this book. Right. Okay, and okay. Jonathan McReynolds. You yes, got a lot of homework to do the next I time. I do. We meet. I do. Okay. Because so. I'm going to bring it back up. Right. I know. I'm going to have to listen to like all the songs. Okay. I'm going to know how to sing one of them. All right, girl. And I'm going to read the book. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. We'll be back with the final thought. Hey, guys. If you like what you're hearing so far, follow us on Instagram at God and Lemonade. Hit the like button and share it with some friends. Hey, guys. It's Brand here with the final thought. No matter how much brokenness we may have experienced, our true identity can't ever be damaged. Who we really are is hidden in Christ. Colossians 3, 1 through 3 says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ and God. Remember... God is in the details.